0: Hey, open up your Bibles this morning. We're going to be reading out of Mark chapter twelve, and also Luke nineteen. So you get all this off here, golly gosh! <laughs> awesome. this This is our uh, this is our thirty eighth birthday as as a church. It's been here for thirty eight years, and so you might be coming in for the first time and and thinking, what the heck is going on? <laughs> And uh, so we'll get there eventually. But uh, Mark 12, 30 to 31, and we'll also be reading out of Luke 19, 1 to 10. And this is what it says in Mark. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your minds and with all your strength. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And these, these, this, this verse here puts very clearly our two values here. The most, two most important values that we have here at Life Church. We're in the middle of a, uh, of a series called This is Life, and really we're talking about the culture of Life Church, the values that we hold dear as a church. And this is what it says the same verses in, in the Passion Translation. It says, You are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with every passion of your heart, with all your energy, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, and with all your strength. That, that's it. that's with everything you've got. We, we, we are loving the Lord. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is this you must love your neighbor. In the Aramaic, it literally means your nearest. So, the nearest person to you, that is, that is the second commandment that he's, the, Lord is, uh, the Lord is saying. In the same way you love yourself, you will never find a greater commandment than these. And our first value that we hold dear at Life Church, that we spoke about last week, is Jesus is our pursuit. Turn to the person next year and remind them, Jesus is our pursuit. And Jesus said to all his disciples, as we talked about last week, leave everything else behind and come follow me. We pursue Jesus, as Sophie uh, shared with our team this morning, and as we talked about last week, by waiting for him consistently, which is day by day reading the word, talking to him openly, which is consist constantly at all times, praying. We give everything in prayer. And thirdly, examining with Jesus honestly open up our hearts to allow him to come and examine what really is going on on the inside and letting go of things that aren't meant to be there. And I love our church. I really do. I love this church. I love a lot of churches, but I've got a, I love this church the most. I, you know, that's, that, that should be, that should be known. I love this church, the way that it looks, the way that it makes me feel when I'm walking on a Sunday, the way that it makes me feel when i Walk in on a Friday night. I was here on Friday night. What an incredible job the youth team is doing. I think over, well over 100 young people were here on Friday night and it was incredible. The presence of God in the room was so tangible. And I walked in through those doors and I was a bit blown away. I was like, whoa, that's, that's amazing. And I, because I love the feeling of walking into this place and when things are happening here at Life Church. But the best part of Life Church isn't what is going on. Isn't the programs necessarily that are running? The best part of Life Church are the people of Life Church. Amen? The greatest thing, the greatest thing about Life Church is the people of Life Church. And Luke 9, verse 1 to 10, it, it, it talks about Zacchaeus, and, and this is what it says And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, which were the, the, it was the chief tax collector, essentially. And he was rich. I mean, what a thing to say! And there was Zion walking along, and he was there, and he was rich. I mean, like imagine if that was in the Bible, the thing that was to describe you was that you're rich. We're not rich, by the way. Don't worry. <laughs> verse three, and he sought to see Jesus, who, uh, sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press of the crowd, because of he was of little stature. So he was rich and he was short. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. And he went, was to pass that way, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received them joyfully. And when they saw it, they all all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man of false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day of his salvation, salvation, come to this house, for so much as he also is the son of Abraham. Verse 19, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save which was lost. And our second value here at Life Church is this people are our purpose. Jesus is our pursuit. But secondly, people are our purpose. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for every person that is here today. Lord, every person that is represented today. Lord, all the, the friends and family members, all the co workers, Lord, everybody that we come across on the street. This coming week, I pray, Lord God, that, uh, that because of us, because you have blessed us so much so that we could be a blessing to everybody in our world. Lord, let this church always be a pursuit of you and focus on people. In Jesus' name we say, amen. The most, if you could just open that. Thanks, man. The most difficult thing, the most difficult part of life will always be people. Well, I don't know about you, but I love people. I, I see some people, I'm like, wow, you just, you just make me want to hug you. I saw uh I saw someone before, I can't remember who it was, was it, uh, was it you, Joe Fraser? I think it was. And I just saw him, I was like, oh wow, Joe Fraser. So I just gave him a big hug. I was, and then in the middle of the hug, I was like, why, why, why did I do that? You know, <laughs> there, there's, just, there's just people, in general, I just, I just love people, they're fantastic. But at the same time, people will be the most difficult thing in our lives. It really will be. But that is exactly, people are exactly what God has called us to. And I sometimes wonder to myself, really, honestly, am I, myself, a difficult person to be around? I I know that a lot of other people are difficult to be around. I know a lot of other people give me a lot of strife in life, but am I giving other people strife in life too? And uh, on Thursday, I was, uh, you know, but then things happen, I'm just like, no, there's definitely worse people out there. I'm, I'm... on Thursday night, I was, I was driving home, and uh, it was a little bit late at night, and I was driving there, I was driving down uh, Rangitiki Street, and, uh, and this car pulled up behind me, right up the lights there, and I was like, okay, that's fair enough, and then he started to kind of let me know that he was there. I was like, okay, you know, what do you, you know, I'm in the Honda Accord, like, you know, I'm not going to race you, you know? <laughs> I thought that's obvious, and so he was a bit like hooning, it was like this youth that was all kitted out and, you know, souped up and everything like that, and I was like, yes, he's trying to let everybody know how masculine he is, and uh, so he was like, rum, rum, rum. And, then, uh, and then I started, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be calm in this moment, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going I'm to do the Christ-like thing, and so I just kind of slowly just started to drive and, you know, went up to 50 kilometers per hour because that's the law people, and, uh, and he came up right behind me, but he wasn't just right behind me, he was right behind me, he was clo- I could have had a conversation with him. He was so close up behind me. I was just like, what is this person doing? And it begins, like the first five seconds are okay because you, know, you cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. But, the, the, but the, the, the moments after that, you start to get a little bit angry. Has anybody been in this situation before where someone's just... Ru- <laughs> it was probably someone here tonight. <laughs> Today. <laughs> I knew I recognized you, Bruce. and no, I'm kidding. And he was right up behind me. And I was like, okay, the first five seconds were fine. And then he kind of went on, on a bit further. I was like, you could just go past me. It's a double lane. You could just go past me. But he didn't. He just wanted to be right up, right up behind me, put it in a neutral, and just rev. I didn't know what I was doing. I, it was fine. I checked afterwards that my lights were going. Everything was all good. I was being a decent citizen. I did not do anything uh, bad, you know, before that. And so he was doing that. And, uh, but, but, a, but a few seconds later, I was like, I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. And... Uh, <laughs> So I don't recommend this, you know, if you come up to me and talk to me afterwards, like, this is the risk I'm taking, that after the service, 20 people are going come, come to come to me afterwards and say, oh, that's not appropriate at all. But uh, he was following me right up close, and so I just thought, you know, just to kind of, just to kind of get him off my back, I just tap the brakes. Just tap the brakes. Not, not like, press the brakes or actually stop, but just tap them, just to let him know that at any moment... I got him. And so I tapped the brakes, and lo and behold, I tap the brakes, my brake lights come on, and he's like, whoa, this guy, oh, okay, I'm pulling back. I but like, people, why do people do that? <laughs> I remember as an intern, I was here at church, and, uh, and it was an amazing time, and we had a lot of young people coming through, they were just incredible, and in particular, a young guy, he's probably about 13 years old, he's coming through on the production team, and he was serving, and he was, like, you know, doing sound and light and media and doing all this sort of stuff, helped us at camp, and he was just awesome. I was like, this guy loves production. This guy loves serving the Lord. But the, the only problem was that he loved production a bit too much. And so one day, uh, we, we realized that all the production gear, or most of the good production gear that was down the back here, had uh, disappeared. I was like, okay, that's, that's inconvenient. And uh, so ended up realizing that uh, it was actually in, this, this young guy had, had, had loved production so much. His love for the Lord had dissipated a little bit, but his love for, love, love for, love for gear had increased. And he'd taken all this gear and stored it in his bedroom. I, I don't know why, but people, sometimes, and whether you're young or old, people are, are people. People are people are people. And we've got to know that that is exactly who God has called us to. People are who God has called us to. We're all complicated to be around, because people are complicated. And this thing which we crave so much, community, coming together as a church like this, is going to be far better than you could have ever dreamt of, but at the same time, it's going to be far worse than you could have ever imagined at the worst of times. And it's often said, and it was said by Pastor Adam a uh, a couple of months ago, if you find a perfect church, don't join it, because as soon as you do, it won't be perfect anymore, and although people can be in life can be painful, I want to say that it is always worth it. People are worth it because it is also people that make life wonderful as it is meant to be. People are re- the reason why this church was established. That's why the, the the mission of Life Church is to help people. The first three words of our mission at Life Church is to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. And that's not on accident. It is on purpose. To Pastor Simon just got a message on the front row. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> it's to help people experience a relationship, a life-changing relationship with Jesus. And I want to give us a couple of things. And the first thing is this that we need to do for people. Let's not make it difficult. The first thing we need to do as life church, when people are coming in, if we want to make people our purpose, let's not make it difficult. In Luke 19.3, as we read before, it says, And he sought to see Jesus and who he was. This is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus and who he was. And he could not, he could not, for the press of the crowd, because he was of little stature. And I wonder if we could remind ourselves today of what it feels like to of trying to get to Jesus while we're in a crowd. I'm, I'm not much of a concert guy, but... Uh, went to parachute in the past i remember being young and trying to get to the front of the crowd trying to get to the front of the crowd because i wanted to see the band that was playing but everybody else was trying to get to the front of the crowd too everyone was focused on getting to the front and so what ha- what happened to me i was pushed back little by little right to the back Everybody was so focused to getting close to them that i couldn't myself and Zacchaeus was short of stature and i wonder today if that's maybe how you feel, not in a physical sense, but maybe spiritually, you feel like you just don't have enough, or maybe you're just feeling a bit short of stature when it comes to your relationship or your, your ability to come before God. Maybe you're just in worship time before, and you're like, man, I really want to worship. I really want to really do this thing, but you just don't feel as if you don't have enough. And a religious mindset makes us want to have our time around him, around Jesus, that's what a religious mindset is. It's a religious mindset is, to want, is a need to be around Jesus, is a need to be in church, but have no time for what he used his time for. And that was people that were far from him. And we can come to church with a religious mindset of just wanting to tick it off the box, but have no time for what Jesus set aside his time for. So what does it, what does it look like for us as a church? We want to make it as easy as possible for people to know Jesus. And we're on a journey as a collective, but as individuals, are you on that journey too to make it as easy as possible for people to find Jesus? This is what it says in Acts 15, 19. And my judgment, therefore, it is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Gentiles is people that are not Jewish. And as a church, we should not make it difficult for people that are trying to find Jesus. This is a, this is, by all, by all means, you might be used to this, but this is a big crowd. And we can make it in a crowd this big, so difficult for people to find Jesus because we are not about what Jesus was all about. Does that mean going to a, going as a church, going to another service so we have more room for, for parents, for, for children, for, for our neighbors, or for our friends? Yes, it does mean that. Does that mean uh, giving an invitation for people to receive Jesus at the end of every service. Yes, it does mean that. Does it mean that as a church, doing all that we can short of sin so, so that we can uh, facilitate an environment or be a people that make it easier for people to know him? Yes, yes it does. And does that mean uh, allowing a new person to take your seat on a Sunday? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Except for mine. No, I'm kidding. We want to make it as easy as possible because we can't make it difficult. Let's not be a people that make it difficult for, Je- uh, for people, for Jesus. Let's not, make it, let's not make it difficult for people as they come in. Let's notice people when they're around us. Let's notice people when they walk through the door. Let's be so, in our moment, in wanting to get what we want from church or what we want from a life group or what we want from life that we forget about the people that Jesus has called us to reach out to and bring along on this journey. The second thing we need to do is, as a church, let's see beyond what is seen. Let's see beyond what is seen. Luke 19.5 says, and when Jesus came to the place, what did he do? He looked up and saw him. When Jesus came to the place where all the people were, and Zacchaeus had climbed the sycamore tree, Jesus looked up and saw him. And Zacchaeus was a rich man with a bankrupt soul. He was a rich man physically, he was a rich man in a practical sense, but inside he had a bankrupt soul. And people are never truly all that you see with your physical eyes. The people that you see around us, as we said last week, the real you isn't the you that you can see with your eyes. The real you isn't the you that you see in the mirror. The real you isn't the person uh, that you see in photos or videos. The real you is the you that is within you. That is the you that is you. And we need to know that if you want to see the people around us correctly, we need to see through the eyes of Jesus. And you'll never get the full measure of a person if you only see with your eyes without discerning with your spirit. We are spiritual people first and physical people afterwards. So we need to make sure that we don't make a judgment on people with what we see with our eyes without seeing in our spirit truly what is going on in the soul of somebody that is there. And I would hope that one day that we see people coming in these doors, that for the most part, they would, they would say, oh, wow, oh, wow. You know, like, wow, okay, hello, you know. But we don't see people with our eyes. We don't shut off just because of what we see. We open up our spirit and we see who they are. That is what we need to do. And I'd hope you do the same with me because that's really great. Thank you. Zacchaeus', names, Zacchaeus name meaning is pure righteous, and innocent. That's, that's the meaning of his name. You've got, to, you've got to catch this. Jesus didn't look up and say, hey, you short man that has, that's really rich and has cheated on countless people out of their money. Come down and see me. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus didn't see what everybody else saw. Jesus saw what was going on within. Jesus looked up at him, and he, he saw him. But he truly saw him. And he called him by name. He called him by name. He didn't say, hey, you, come down here. Guy up in the tree, short man, come down here. He said, Zacchaeus, come down and meet me. And I reckon that while while the people saw his past, Jesus saw his name. His name. Jesus saw past what he was and saw the name that was on his life, which was pure. And I believe that Jesus, he spoke to that name rather than seeing what was on him. One of the names that Jesus lays on our lives as people, he calls us sons. He calls us daughters. He calls us all friends of Jesus. He calls us justified and redeemed, a child of God, a new creation, God's workmanship. He calls us chosen by God. He calls us chosen by God. That's what he sees us as, and that's what he calls us. I know, what stuff, I know stuff has been going on in your week. I know stuff is going on in your life. But Jesus doesn't call you by what is happening or happened. Jesus calls you as you are. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, when the prophet Samuel was lining up all the children of Jesse to choose the next king of, of Israel, what did he say? He said, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. People look at the outward appearance. And let me say that people will look at your outward appearance in every form of life. It will be the norm in your workplace, maybe. It will be the norm outside the four walls of this building, uh, you know, most likely. It will be the norm wherever you go in life for people to look at you, the outward appearance, and then to judge you on that. But that is not who we are as people of life church. That is not the culture that we carry. That is not what we value. We don't value what people look like. We value who they are on the inside. Because the Lord looks at the outward appearance. Oh, so people look at the outward appearance. <laughs> Goodness gracious. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah. Whose heart do you need to see differently this coming week? Do we all need to ask ourselves or, or, or say these words, God, open my eyes to see people as you see them. I've got four minutes left. Number three, let's not mis- make it exclusive by mistake. Let's not make it exclusive by mistake. In Luke 19, 7, and when they saw it, they all murmured. They all murmured, saying that he, was, that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. It says Zacchaeus received Jesus joyfully, but he was received by the people with disdain. And I've heard it said that, 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 this, church is, that th- this church is for this church and that church down the road is for that church and, and that church, I don't go to that church because that's for all the white people, but that church over there, that's for the brown people and this church over here, that's for all well, this sort of people and that sort of people, but that's rubbish. Let me say this right now, that people, that Jesus, sorry, is for all people. Jesus is for all people. So as long as Jesus is for all people, which is forever, life church will be for all people. Because all people need Jesus. Life Church is for all people. All people. And Life Church is just as much for the sinners as it is for the saints. We need to welcome with open arms the saints that come in every Sunday, faithfully come and serve, faithfully come and lead in this house. But just as much as we do that, we need to have open arms for the people that are sinners that come in to try and find a home for themselves. Making it difficult for someone, as I said before, to know Jesus is a matter of our awareness, just making sure that we are aware of what is going on, but making it exclusive to know Jesus is a matter of our spirit. So we need to be aware of what's going on to not make it difficult to people, but also we need to change our spirit so that our spirit directs us and leads us to actually make this place one that is not exclusive but is inherently inclusive. Luke 15, in the, the, the story of the prodigal son, there were two responses to the, to the boy, to the young man that was coming home, the father had opened arms, but what did the, what, what did the brother say? What, 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 did the, what was the brother's attitude? I would go so far as to say it wasn't just an attitude, it was a spirit that he carried. And his spirit was saying, no, this, you, you've had your part, you, you've done what you want to do, you, you've had your fun, but now this place, home, no, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. This is for only people that have done the right thing at the right time. The father sought to restore relationship with a brother who really represents the people of of the church, could not take him back because his own brother did not meet the standards that weren't meant to be there in the first place. In Acts 14, it's an amazing story of, of, uh, I don't really have much time to go into it, but the Apostle Paul and Barnabas arrived in Antioch to tell them of the the, the Gentiles, all the Gentiles that were receiving the gospel and, and, and being saved. Like oh my goodness, this amazing stuff is happening you you should really you, know, you have no idea what's going on around around this area It's incredible what what is happening God is so good but then some people some men from Judea came in and they were teaching the, the, the this church that you you can't be saved unless you 're circumcised if you're saved you, you've got to be circumcised and I know that as a sure is a uh as a as a, as a young person, as a baby, if you want to be circumcised, that's you know you don't really have much of a say in that. But as a as a young person, as a as a young man, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40, I can I can imagine that uh, when these Judean men came and said you've got to be circumcised, that made it pretty difficult. That made it pretty that make, made it pretty not great. <laughs> I'll let your mind wander on that. But then Peter said, he got up, Peter, he got up and said, but we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus just as they will. And there were men that came in and they said, you've got to do it this way. If you want to be saved, you've also got to do this. But it's by, it is through grace and faith alone that we are saved. And what we can't do as a church is when people come in is make it exclusive by saying, well, you, you can be saved, but also if you want to be saved, you've got to do this. Yes, there is a journey that people go on to become more like Christ, and we help them, we we mentor them, we disciple people to do that, but we can't say that you've got to be this way to be saved. What happened was the Pharisees took their own cultural norms and made an addition to the free grace found in Jesus. Romans 12, 16 says, Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, which means conceited, self-important, exclusive, but associate with humble people. Do not overestimate yourself. Jesus isn't exclusive to anyone. He's available and free to every person on earth. Number four, the last one, as the team comes up. Thank you. Number four, let's make room to make things right. Let's make room to make things right. And Luke nineteen eight, 8, Zacchaeus stood and said unto the people, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. There was a moment, there was a time, it came to a place that Zacchaeus, he he received Jesus. He, 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 He found the wonderful grace of Jesus. And then what happened? It shifted his heart to make a change in his life. And this is the place where I would hope that we can always have the room for people to make things right for God. That life church will always be a place that we can make room for people to make things right. And no matter if you've been a Christian for a little while or a long time, that this can always be a place where people can make things right with God. And Jesus is saying to you these three things He said to Zacchaeus in Luke 19 5, just a, verse, a couple of verses before. He says, Make haste, make haste, don't put it off any longer. At any moment, you, you could leave this earth, but don't, 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 don't put it off any longer. Make haste. Make today the day of salvation. Today is the day of the Lord. Come, don't, don't gamble with your soul. Get right with God while you can. The second thing that Jesus said to Zacchaeus is come down. Come down. We all need to humble ourselves before the Lord. We all need to humble ourselves when we come to a place that we know things aren't right with Him. And thirdly, He says, today I must abide at thy house. And the word abide means to take up residence. And I wonder today, if Jesus has taken up residence in your life, are we making room for people, for for, for Jesus to make residence in the hearts of people that come to know him? People are a purpose, church. That's what it's about. Jesus is our pursuit. We run after him. But while we we run after him, his, his purpose becomes our own. I mean, Jesus is, Jesus is our pursuit. His purposes become our own. And His purpose is always for people. Come on, help me stand. So let's not make it difficult. Let's see beyond what is seen. Let's not make it exclusive by mistake. And let's make room to make things right. Amen. I just want, to sing the, I want us all to sing this song. And as we sing this song, let's give this to the Lord. And let's really believe that as we go into the future that no matter who comes into this place, that, that, that they, they are welcome, that they are welcome here. They can find a home here. And no matter how you're feeling today, that you have a home here. You have a home here and you have a home in God. And as we go into this year, and you know, every, every opportunity that we have, let's really keep mindful of the fact that people are our purpose. Mm-hmm. Let's, not, let's not forget what is around us. Let's not just do what we do at the neglect of others, but let's live our lives in a way that our, everything, our whole being is for other people. Amen? Come on, let's sing the song.